Hey, Tim. Hey, Dan. Want to hear a joke? I do want to hear a joke. What have you got for us? I don't think I've used this one before. Okay. Uh, did you hear about the mathematician who was afraid of negative numbers? No. He'll stop at nothing to avoid them. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon we have used that. I reckon I have too. <laughs> it's worth reusing. Yeah. It's great. It's very funny. Absolute gold. Very funny. Hi, this is Tim. This is just a heads up that all the advice you're hearing in this podcast is general in nature. If you want something more specific, then feel free to contact us. Drunk accountant, drunk account, drunk, drunk, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk account, drunk, drunk, drunk account, drunk account, drunk account, drunk account, drunk account, drunk account. Hello and welcome to the podcast. My name is Dan. And I'm Tim. And we are the two drunk accountants. That was just, <laughs> I just went straight in this time. Yeah, you did. Uh, welcome to the podcast. We're here today to talk about book nuggets. Yummy, yummy. yummy. Book nuggets. Yeah, yummy, my yummy. Tummy. My tummy. <laughs> <laughs> Today's book nuggets. Tim, what book are we doing? Hey, Dan. Is mm. it book week as well? Is it? Did I see some children and maybe a teacher dressed up for like hat parade today or something? I definitely saw someone dressed as a pirate at my local cafe today, (laughs) and there was a teacher. (laughs) That's just a consequence of where you were, maybe. I don't know. She had an Irish Mm. accent as well, so it was pretty, very fitting. Oh, accent. Yeah, I think that converts converts to a pirate accent Mm. very nicely. All right. Well, today we're doing book nuggets. Uh, The book we're doing is The Advantage, Mm. uh, subtitled Why Organizational Health Trumps Everything Else in the Business. Mm. Uh, by Patrick Lencioni. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we've read it. We enjoyed it. We've got some some great little nuggets to go through with everybody here. For sure. Uh, but first, Tim. What, what is, is the, the Tim, Tim and Dan How was your week? <laughs> Good, Dan. I uh, actually have a bit of an exciting thing to announce. Oh, okay. Yeah. That mm. is that I'm going to be a dad. My wife Jade is pregnant. Amazing stuff. Yeah. Oh, uh, I'm just not finding about this That's for the like, first time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. You didn't know. I didn't know. You didn't no tell me. Knows. You didn't this tell is, me this. This is the first reveal. No, there no. are people that know. Congratulations. Uh, yeah. We're all super excited for the two of you. That's it. Mm. So um, enjoy me whilst I'm still. I yeah. don't know. Caring about things <laughs> other than your child. Yeah. yeah. And enjoy like any chat I have that's not child related. Are we going to, what do you name? What's the middle name? Too drunk? Um, uh, child, too drunk Garth? Yeah. Um, maybe da- Sher- Sherry. I don't know. Dan. I'm, I'm thinking of uh, port? alcohol. Port. Port. Um, Chardonnay. That's classy. I don't mind. Okay. So, if it was a girl, yeah. like you could, you could call them Sarah, which is sort of like Sarah. Oh yeah, like a, like, like a Shiraz. Like a Shiraz. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, I'm with you. I'm yeah, with you. you get me? Yeah, um, Riesling. <laughs> <laughs> Whiskey. Whiskey is a cool boys' middle Whiskey? name. Whiskey, really? Yeah. Imagine, like, let's say you're naming them Tim, Strong. right? Tim Whiskey Garth. Tim Whiskey. And then the nickname could be Whiskey. That's brilliant. What about um, first name Whiskey, middle name Foxtrot? <laughs> Whiskey Foxtrot. I like that. <laughs> It's definitely fun though, <laughs> thinking of names. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's fun. Apparently you've got to go to like cafes and, you know, 
get takeaway orders and whatever with the name of the, that you're thinking about for That's your child. That's a good idea because then they say it out loud. Yeah, you're, you're test running it. Mm. And if, if you're like, hey, uh, um, it's, uh, it's Devon, it's for Devon, and they're like either repulsed by the name, mm. one. Or they call it or, Devon. <laughs> yeah, or they misspell it mm. or they, they can't understand it over the phone, then mm. maybe it's worth thinking about mm. whether you choose that name. Yeah, Though, but- I mean, my name's Tim. And I think that's pretty easy. Mm. All the time, people over the phone think it's Ken Sim. Oh, Sim? I'm the same. Is that I, even a name? My name's Dan. Yeah. And all the time, I get Ben. Uh, I've had Tim. Yeah. I've had all sorts of names. And it's like, the, the real test it's is- too short. Call the local, and, and there's a, a small Thai restaurant in, in Bado Bay. Call them because their <laughs> phone reception's terrible. <laughs> And they don't, you know, English isn't their first language. Uh, so, when you call them, if they yeah, get the name right, sure. they'll it's be a fine. Name. It's they'll a be fine. Yeah. Okay. There we go. So, yeah. well, so that's my big news. Congratulations. I am virile. It's <laughs> 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 worth celebrating. Yeah. All that uh, Mountain Dew as a youth no, didn't never, cause too much problems. I should never have doubted myself. No. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've just heard about your love stream. Uh, yeah, this really is a love stream. <laughs> no, well, congratulations to you. Congratulations Thanks, to uh, to Jade yes. and your new unborn child, yeah, Whiskey Garth. Whiskey. Yeah, Whiskey. All right, I'll add it to the list for sure. Mm, cool. All right. Well, What's, what about you, Dan? There's <laughs> nothing that's going to top that. <laughs> <laughs> no, surely. Surely there's something. Um, I did a good puzzle this week. Ah, uh, yeah. no. Don't yeah. go there. Not the puzzle. Yeah, I'm working on a puzzle. I feel like, okay, yeah. I do feel like there's something you can talk about. Mm. And that is your shooting at Nepal. Mm, it's been pretty good. It's been very good. Yeah, so if, if you're a fan of basketball and in particular you're a fan of the Warriors, um, who don't tell me the score if you know about today because I'm watching I don't it tonight. Know the score. They lost. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know what score uh, yeah. it was. If, you, if you're a fan, you'll be aware of Game 6 Clay. There's this thing where Clay Thompson always plays really well. He's a uh, massive Game 6 in, in ever, whenever the playoff right, round, right? Right. Anyway, I'm mid season Dan. Okay. <laughs> None of the games matter. <laughs> but there's, there's a few games in the middle where I play really well. Right, nice. And that's, yeah. that's my shooting right you, now. You've been, yeah. Mm. You've been dropping them from everywhere. Yeah. So. I've got a few new methods. I seem to be pretty good from, you know, three, essentially, like from, yeah. from far out. Yeah. Uh, and then you are. Uh, yeah. I'm not too bad under the rim now. Yeah. I do the rebounds. The rebound. I like the rebound. I've been doing the rebounds, but my- my we my, play indoor netball. My mid-range yeah. is still not great. Yeah. I missed a, a- I was probably only 50% from there. The mid-range. Yeah. Mid-range. Okay. I need to work on that. Yeah. Mm. Or just don't work on it. Just keep just shooting. just like all the rest out. of your shooting. Yeah. You'll just get better. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. I'll take a step back. That seems to- Yeah. What I've learned from this is do nothing- yeah. And you'll just play better. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's life lessons. Yeah. Life lessons. Valuable. Yeah. All right. Well, that's my other thing. I mean, not my other thing. That's my um, Tim and Dan. <laughs> <just like>, yeah. <laughs> You're not getting out of the other thing here either. No, okay. no, no. I've got a good other thing. Oh, good. I've got a good other thing. All right. All right. All right. Let's jump into the business update sponsored by Cats Accountants. Thanks, oh, thanks Cats. Cats. Thanks for uh, sponsoring this segment of the podcast. Uh, and today is that we had an election last weekend. Did we? Yeah. And no way. I would like to introduce the second round of Dan's Grievances. Oh, okay. Mm. Round two. Round two so of Dan's Grievances. So, there's been an election and you still mm. have grievance. Yep. This is a different grievance. Oh, Yeah. Okay. Different people. All right. Yeah. Not the government. Not the government. Ooh. Not the government. Okay. 
Um, not yet. I'm sure, you know, give it time, but not yet. Keen to hear it. What is it? Well, Tim, you know that I was keen on a democracy sausage. You were. You did want an election sausage. I was keen on it. I wanted to go down. I wanted to be in the vibe. Yep. I wanted to hang around with the local PNC yep, yep, or yep. Scout Hall, whatever it was. Yep. Anyway, um, last election, the school that I went to had all this set up. And I was like, I'm going to go back there. Nice. Because I know they'll have it. Which one was this? Bado. Bado, okay. Yeah, nice. And I'll go back. Cool. Anyway, I got there. Nothing. Nothing? Not a thing. Wow. Not a thing. And I had stuff to do that day, so I couldn't go off and find one, right? Shame on you, Bado Bay. So I Primary just, school. And it's a, it's a perfect fundraising opportunity for everyone out there. And anyway, while I was in the line, I got the goss. Oh. And apparently... The school was keen on it, but they couldn't get anyone to run the store. No way. No volunteers in the school. No one could even come in and just do an hour. That's probably because the housing around there now costs like several million dollars. Mm, so, does. they probably all needed to go to work. <laughs> probably. probably. Yeah. yeah, they've all got third jobs yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. Well, they didn't have time. Like, I guess maybe... Um, Counting their money? Yeah, maybe yeah. Their, their staff, their team that does all their cooking and yeah. cleaning at home just were busy or something. No, I figured out what's happened. Yeah? Yeah, I figured out what's happened. Mm. Um, the the chef and the cleaner all have COVID. Ah, yes. And they've COVID had thing. to step in and do that. It's a COVID thing. They've had to do that. Yeah, and, fair enough. Um, anyway... I have a grievance <laughs> and I was upset. Where's your community spirit? <laughs> I wanted a sausage. Anyway, as luck have it, I um, actually went and watched you play AFL. And, uh, got your sausage. Got a sausage. <laughs> Funny your snags down at the footy dead. Yeah, actually, exactly. I kicked a snag on the weekend. Yeah, you there did. You I didn't see it. No I was there. It. No one saw it. Yeah. Yeah. I just assumed it was when I'd left, but no, it was apparently when I was there. It was while you were there. Mm. It was just so unremarkable. Yeah. No one saw it. <laughs> Well, the score was like 77 to 9 or something when I left. Like it was... We put him to the sword. Yeah. It was it was crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, okay. Yeah. That so, was is that your business update? No. The there was no update. sausage? <laughs> no. <laughs> the business update was that there was an election and we have a new prime minister. We're not entirely sure of the makeup of the lower house or mm. upper house yet. Yeah, what's the update there? 75 there seats 75. currently. They're one seat off. And last I checked, there was four seats still in doubt. Wow. Mm. So if you're listening to this from overseas and you're like, what do you mean? Like the elections happened. Yeah. I don't, you know. Um, we have a rather complex preferential voting system, which we spoke about briefly last week, uh, which can take a long time to count. If it's very close. Yeah, true. Mm, it's very close. We're not first past the post. It's not It's not who gets the most votes wins. Mm. It's the most preferred person wins. <laughs> yeah. That's how it works. It's so yeah. stupid because, yeah, I, I swear 50% of people who vote probably don't know that. I would have voted before, not mm. really even thinking about that mm. or knowing that either. Well, so. it, it, it is sort of smart when you think about it because the, the other method- Every vote counts. Yeah. In, in, in the other way- Yeah. You know, if, if someone gets 40% of the votes yeah. and they're the leader yeah. of, 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 you know, they had the most votes in that region, yeah. um, they would have won. But that meant 60% of the people that voted didn't want them. Yeah, true. Right? True. So, true. 60% of your electorate are unhappy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so, in this instance, yep. 60% of the people, yep. if they preferenced someone else, yep. got the person that, that they at least wanted ahead of that person. 
That makes sense. So it makes sense. I understand that. Yeah. But people need to know then That's how, how to works. vote. Yeah. And they need to put who their least preferred is down At the, the end. bottom. Yes. Which, are they doing that, Dan? I don't know if they're doing that. Don't know. Like, is it working in the favor of certain parties mm. that are closely aligned Probably. to other favorable party or like minority group parties yeah. or something? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just having a look actually, Dan, at the voting in our area. Did you Yeah, did you check Bride area? won. So there was a swing towards oh, this Labor. Is, this is from last election. Yeah. I looked up the wrong thing here. There was a swing towards Labor uh, yep. in our area. And yep. Emma McBride, it was like very early on, it was called. Like wow. within like an hour, it was like, Dobell's called. That's crazy. Yeah. Because like, they parachuted that bloke in. And yeah. Yeah, that, that didn't seem to work well for any party in any area. <laughs> here we go. So, yeah, that actually, to me, some of the more interesting results in our area, mm. I don't know if anyone does this, if they're weird like me, mm. and they want to see the, the smaller parties that actually got votes and how yeah. many people voted for them. So, um, 8% went to Greens. Yeah. 7.4% went to One Nation. It's a significant amount, actually. It's I, like, am I surrounded by a bunch of racists? Yes. And and it's because uh, I was confused a little bit by this That's too. That's one in 10, Dan. I, I thought there might have been like a United Australia vote around because there's a fair few people yeah. who are like anti-vaccine and, and that kind of thing, right? 4%. So, I thought that? there might have been a more significant... I was surprised by the One Nation vote because... I couldn't believe that. That's more of like a Queensland thing generally. Yeah. Um. But yeah, they didn't win, obviously. No. Uh, but it's good to know the third most voted for party Actually, is the Greens. Yeah, so One Nation didn't even run in our area last time and they got 7% yeah. of the vote. Yeah, so, so they had a 7.4% swing. Because they got nothing last yeah. time, obviously. So. Yeah. A minus 6.7% swing against the Liberal Party. Massive. Not what you want. Massive, massive. Anyway, so we've got a new Prime Minister. Um, it's likely, I think, that they're going to get a narrow majority. Uh, but there's still going to be a quite significant uh, crossbench in the Senate as well, as well as the lower house. So there's going to be a lot of negotiating having to be done, which is a good thing generally, yeah, I yeah. think. I think that's all right. Yeah. And uh, it was a great one for the Greens. I think they yeah, did they, it really well. They doubled their Senate, I think. Mm. And, and they've also like potentially got three or maybe even four seats wow. in the lower house. Um, I'm not sure if that's confirmed yet. It's huge. But like, like, Brisbane, like the seat of Brisbane. Isn't that crazy? Which is insane to me. Yeah. yeah. So that's, uh, they got 12% of the votes in mm. the country. Yeah. So that's huge. It's that's massive. Huge. Yeah. And you know what? I think, I think Dan, my feeling on this is mm. as someone who has voted for the Liberal Party in the past, mm. the coalition. Wait, what? For some reason, everyone <laughs> knows that as well. I must be more vocal about it than I, than I think. <laughs> This is yeah, a just conservative bloke. That's all. Oh, I'm so conservative. Mm. Um, this this is actually a big moment in time for mm. that political party because, yeah, I think they're gonna just fade into irrelevance if they don't do something different. So. Yeah, no, I think what I think what they have done, and I think they've really learned their lesson. They understand the electorate a bit better, and they're gonna make Peter Dutton their <laughs> their leader. <laughs> they're gone. Like, they're going to get 15% yeah. of the vote. They'll be less relevant than the Greens in uh, the next election. I was listening to some of the um, commentary on this and, yeah. and they were saying that a lot of the right faction of their, of their party, which is a majority of them now, um, think that they went too far to the left this election <gasps> and that's why they lost. That was literally their oh argument. Oh, my God. And they lost to the Greens in wow. half their seats. Like, no, you know what? They could actually be right. Uh, yeah. In a funny, weird way, mm. you're seeing 7% in our 
um, seat mm. vote for one nation. Yeah. So that if Liberal could have been further right, Liberal, yeah. yeah. But they will lose some voters that they actually did get. Yeah. Um, geez. So yeah, maybe they will become a bit more like a right. hard right party. I don't know, but they're going to do something but different, right? Like a lot of their base, business, like you think there's like traditionally business has been a liberal party kind of leaning yeah. thing, but it, they're not for all the right. They're not for the social side of the right. Yeah, true. You know, they're for the economic side. Yeah, true. Um, anyway, confusing times. Interesting three years ahead. <laughs> Interesting three years ahead. Oh, hello. Email. Yeah, all gone now. Very good. I think I just muted it. Anyway, um, I have a very quick business update. Yes, go for and it. And it is about section 100A, mm. which is the trust changes. If, yeah. you're, if you're a business owner and you're running your business through a trust, just be aware of this one. Mm. I think you don't need to really go out and get really stressed or change things. We've flagged it to review once the details are a bit more solid. Yeah. And so there's a traffic light system. Mm. Um, so you could start... Um, abiding with that or mm-hmm. looking at that and seeing how it compares to your setup. Mm-hmm. But it's been interesting because there was an article in Accountants Daily and there's this guy who is a BDO partner, Mark Molesworth. Mm. And as it turns out, he had clients who were undergoing an audit from the ATO, um, which looks like it went on for maybe three or more years. Mm. <laughs> they called the clients in um, for compulsory interviews yeah. under oath as well, mm. which is extremely intimidating. Yeah. There would be probably eight people sitting on one side of the desk, which would be representing the ATO. Three yep. of those could be um, barristers or um, what do they call them? QCs. Yeah. So intimidating people all sitting there. You're um, being recorded. Everything you're saying is being written down, asking you questions about yeah. your trust and how you distribute income. Yeah. And the, and the way he was talking about it, that these aren't massive entities. These are like mum and dads and a couple of their kids. Like yeah. this is just like a family yeah. have, a, have a trust. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, they probably, it sounds like they had a fair bit of income because mm. it sounds like they, they distributed $180,000 to their adult offspring. Mm. So they've got a kid who's 18 plus mm. and they've distributed $180,000 of trust income to yep. that child. Mm. Um, so the ATO is challenging that mm. because they think that is tax avoidance essentially. Yeah. Um, but uh, Mr. Molesworth makes a very good point. They could have just distributed that income to a company mm. and the tax rates would have been actually quite similar. Mm. Um, we're not, uh, like he said, it's not, we're not um, arguing over sheep stations here. Yeah. So it's not like, it's, we're talking about tens of thousands of dollars. Mm. We're not talking about millions of dollars. Yeah. The, it, the, uh, the ATO is chasing here. The thing I found interesting in that article is how he said that a lot of the cases that he saw go through would have actually, now that it's been clarified, fallen into the green zone yeah. and shouldn't have been audited at all. Well, he said yeah. in this instance, yeah. um, the ATO blinked. That was yeah. his words. So they, they just closed the case. Yeah. They're like, yeah. Actually, you're right. But that was after three years. Mm. Imagine what they paid this guy. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, horrible interviews mm. that would have just been pretty um, terrifying yeah. for those people. Yeah. So. No, I think they're saying, uh, you know, yeah, imagine how much people have just said, you know what, I can't face this. What do I owe? Yeah. And just written an amount. Let me just pay you some money. I would just pay it and get rid of it. And it's a shame because, you know, I'm all for people doing the right thing, following mm. the rules. Mm. Don't be overly aggressive. Mm. But these were the rules at the time. Yeah. They were the accepted standard. Mm. Um, so, I'm glad someone's fought it. 
because it's it's helped everyone else, mm. obviously. And, um, you know, can we focus on like maybe bigger businesses, maybe multinationals that are really the big culprits and potentially mm. avoiding tens of millions of dollars yeah. in tax that they should be paying. So, yeah, yeah. look, that's- The uh, thing down the very bottom of this article is, is an interesting part that I found is that the- um, mm. That essentially, if the ATO say you're tax avoiding, <laughs> you have to prove that you weren't. Yeah. So yeah. whereas sis- in in a normal in our legal system, it's you know innocent until proven guilty. Yeah, whereas yeah. the way they approach it is you're guilty. Tell until us otherwise. Yeah. It's really messed mm. up. I hate it. Mm. Yeah. And I like this. So that positive onus to prove a negative is a real issue. Mm. It essentially makes fraud or evasion findings, um, not an ordinary family or commercial dealing finding, really hard if not functionally impossible to deal with. So, yeah. so yeah, like how am I meant to prove to you if I'm already assumed guilty mm. that I'm not guilty of fraud? Yeah. That's a very difficult thing to do. Very difficult. Anyway, interesting evolving space. We're going to keep watching it, see what happens. I know that they're already clarifying items from this 100A change in position. Yep. And we'll get more and more in that as the time goes on, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Tim, do you have a tight ass tip? I do. Mm. do have a tight ass tip. Um, so expect many more of these tight ass tips in the future to be... Um, Child related? Yeah, newborn related. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, for now though, mm. I'm going to stick to my normal stuff because that's what kills. So got to give the audience what they want. <laughs> yeah. Got to give the audience what they want. Um, okay, Dan. So today's tight ass tip is you may have a free shredder at home. For any legal documents, <laughs> for any legal documents, mm. paperwork. Please tell me it's the blender. It's not the blender. <laughs> you maybe could, maybe. Yeah, if you okay. had a good blender, yeah. you probably could blend it. Mm. No, Dan, it's much more fun than that. Mm. Burn it. <laughs> Burn it in your fire pit. Burn it in your fireplace. Mm. Um, I'm going to call this, it's not free shredder, shredder. Mm. I'm going to call it. Fire shredder. Fire shredder. Fire shredder. I, I currently it. have bank statements of mine sitting mm. in my fireplace, yep. ready to burn next time I start a fire. Yeah. Yeah. You've got bank statements, you've got um, evidence and other things you need to burn. Evidence. Yeah. yeah. So much. <laughs> in that 100A trust <laughs> case that they've got the against you. Give me the evidence. Yeah. I'm assuming guilty anyway. So <laughs> it's true. Yeah. It's true. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. I, I and you know, I was recently staying at my brother's place in in Queensland. They got a fireplace. They live in Queensland. There's no need for a fireplace, but <laughs> temperature gets anywhere towards lower twenties. It's yep. fire weather. Yep. Um, and uh, yeah, I was just burning all sorts of stuff. It was a whale of a time. <laughs> it is fun. Yeah, it's really nice. It's mm. like. It's like, if, especially if it's ATO paperwork. No offense, ATO, but- um, It's just nice to burn nice your stuff. Nice to burn your, your, your mm. letterhead. <laughs> Have you ever messed with magic fire? Have I spoken no. to you about magic fire? No. You can buy this stuff. It's for outdoor use. Yeah. You probably wouldn't use it on your indoor fire. Yeah. If you have a fire pit. A little packet, you throw it in and it turns the flame a different color. Oh, yes. I think you did You did say yeah. you were doing some of that off in Queensland, right? Yeah, oh. and I'm going, going camping again next weekend and <laughs> I plan on taking some magic fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Mm. So, use your fire shredder. That's uh, yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. You know what? I'm just going to take our shredding bin to camping and just burn it. Why aren't all shredding bins metal bins yeah. that you just light a match? Well, I'm almost certain that that's what they do with the 
when the shredding company picks up. Why are we paying stuff, someone to do this, Dan? We could just burn it ourselves. We could have a nice little. Uh, it actually could be a team bonding exercise. We could have we'll a nice the, little bonfire at yeah. the back of Wyong here. Get the team together and yeah. some some local homeless and yep. start a fire. Get that. Yeah. 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 Anyway, I'm sure they'd appreciate that. Sing some bebop around the. <laughs> Fire, <laughs> some blues, yeah, music maybe. Anyway, all right, yeah. so that's a good tight ass tip, Tim. Yeah. Burn your stuff. Mm. They're good fire starters mm. too. Yeah, mm. nice. Yeah, all right. Let's move on to our main topic. Book nuggets, yummy, yummy. Book nuggets, book nuggets. So yeah, today's book, as I said before, is the Advantage, written by Patrick Lencioni. And uh, this is a book that was recommended to us uh, by uh, Mark over at The Gap, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it was. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we thought we'd give it a read and and share some of our nuggets of learning. For sure. Through to you. So, essentially what this book is about, um, it's about the overall health and planning of your business and and some of the key areas in which you probably need to refocus on and, and how to go about that, right? Yeah. And it's split into four sort of um, disciplines mm. uh, and, and, and each of them, um, you've got to work your way through to improve your business. Yeah. So, let's dive into a few of these disciplines and, and talk about some of the things we liked about it yeah. and some of the things that we may have already started to implement. Yeah. So, um, quick answer, if you just want to listen to this part and mm. you're bored already, great book, read it. 100%. Yeah. But yeah, it's going to really help you mm. with your business. Yeah, I right. think. Yeah, that's it. You know what? We should start off all book nuggets with a recommendation. Is this a yes it, or a no? It's a yes for me. For me, it's a yes. Yeah, a resounding yes. Mm. And in fact, you should read it like several times. Mm. Yeah. Write notes. Write notes. Write and then notes. do what it says mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, exactly. So, the first discipline um, is is build a cohesive leadership team. Mm. Now, there are some few great, there's a great few points. So, in, in each of these kind of categories, he dives into a few um, main kind of targets, right? Mm-hmm. Now, one of my favorite ones in here, Tim, um, was master conflict. Yeah. Yeah. I like this. And I yeah. like this because after you read it, you came into the office guns blazing. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, hey- you, Dan. <laughs> I don't like the way you process that. You, know? yeah. you Jai. <laughs> I, no, I felt like it reinforced how I'd always been. Yeah. I was like, this is why I've been conflicting my entire life. Because it's positive. No, I, you know, it's, it's funny. Yes. You know, you would think conflict is a negative thing to have in your workplace. Yeah. And, and I'm kidding. It wasn't actually like, no, like that. It it's, wasn't like that. It's, this conflict is meant to be more about not just all agreeing with something. Yes. And, and if you've got a different opinion or mm-hmm. if you want to challenge someone on something, to, to do it and to not be afraid to do it. Yeah. So, mm. for me, like, um, I liked the way that it described the first step is that everyone trusts each other. It trusts each other. Mm. Um, but that is not the end of it. So, yep. if you have a team that, that has trust, that's awesome. That's such a good starting point. Mm. But it's not enough because if everyone just comes to work and they all trust each other and we're all having a great time, that is a potentially um, a fast track to mediocrity. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> because you're just happy to accept whatever. Like, yeah. who cares what happens? But yeah. I'm having a great time here and I'm getting paid for it Yeah, because I trust you. Yeah. So, so that's why there needs to be a little bit of conflict as well so that we're on edge um, and trying to improve and, and make better. 
Yeah, uh, I really liked that. You gave a few tips on how to go about this. One of the ones that I took away was in a moment when you notice someone challenging someone on something to stop and in the moment praise them for it. Praise them. Yeah, I like that. And, and, good. and the reason I liked that is because one, you're reinforcing that habit, but also you're like diffusing any emotion from it because mm. you're like, someone's like, oh, I disagree with that. And the person who's being disagreed with probably feels emotionally yes. hurt by that. Yeah. But if you stop and go, hey, just want to stop you for a second. This is great that you're challenging this. This, this is, is this is what, guys. yeah, this is, yeah. you know, we're going to get to the bottom of these ideas. This is great. The person who's being challenged is more open to that then. Definitely. And, and I thought that was a great idea. That was really good. Mm. And he describes how there's like a, a plane of mm. conflicts. Yeah. And at 50%, that's the line we've gone too far. Mm. So, conflict should only ever go to say 49%. Yeah, right. Um, intensity. Mm. Because once it goes too far, it is negative. Yep. Then it becomes spiteful and you will get negative consequences from that conflict. So yeah. I, I really liked that. I, I, and that's something I want to enact yep. in our business and try to encourage. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's, I, essentially, it's participation. That's participation. what we're talking about there. Yeah. Participation. It's just making sure that people are invested. Yeah. Um, and so, that's why I probably have been a creator <laughs> of conflict mm. um, traditionally mm. because I am invested. Yeah. I'm participating. Mm. And so, that's a really interesting thing if you think about people who aren't bringing conflict or mm. aren't bringing enough participation. Mm. Um you need to open the door for them to do that. Yeah, they, they might not be engaged. Yeah, they might not be engaged. Yeah. Or they might be too shy mm. or there might be something else yeah. that's, that's stopping them from do that, doing that. Like it might be a leader that's overbearing. Right? Yeah, like, exactly. So, some of the other things in the uh, build a cohesive leadership team were building trust, uh, achieving commitment to your goals and embracing accountability. Yeah. Now, I really liked the accountability chat as well yeah. um, because that's something that we believe in when we're working with businesses and doing yeah. advisory. Um, but yeah, th this is all about your leadership team, this part. It's, it's, it's often about yeah, making sure that you are all on the same page, heading in the same direction and uh, having that conversation when they needed to be had. Yeah. So, this is like multi-layered yeah. accountability. Mm. So, this is saying what you're going to do. Mm. So, that's commitment. Mm -hmm. And then doing what you're going to do. Mm. And if you don't do what you do, you're going to do, then mm. you know someone's going to ask you why. Exactly. Um, but then, you have to take that a step further. So, you need to be accountable. Mm. You also need to hold others to account. Mm. And this, is, this was something else that really stood out um, in the book for me. So, as a, um, we have a small team mm. and I do sometimes feel like we have to be the bad guys all the time. I'm yeah. like, oh, you know, I don't enjoy accountability because it means pulling something, someone up on something. Yep. But if you don't keep someone accountable, you're actually failing in a much bigger way mm. because the long-term result of that could be they don't have their job mm. in a couple of years time yep. because their habits are getting so bad you have to let them go. Well, yeah. The business doesn't survive yep. <laughs> because the service to the customers is so poor. So, um, so I think that really stood out to me. Yeah. No, and, I, and, I, and it's not just about, yeah, not just about the leadership giving the team and making the team accountable or yourselves accountable. It's about the team keeping the team accountable. Yeah. So, yeah. that's right. So, yeah. once the team sees, oh, accountability mm. 
is accepted here and mm. conflict is fine. Mm. We're okay to pull each other up on things because we trust each other. <laughs> mm. It's not coming from a place of yeah. trying to put you down. It's yes. coming from a place of working together to achieve and to achieve a result. That's right. Yeah. So in the book, that's yeah. that's where he says leaders can make their life easier mm. if they can start to openly keep their team accountable mm. in front of other people. It yeah. might not seem like the right thing to do because mm. it could embarrass them. So mm. you have to do it the right way, but. Um, if others see that you're keeping others accountable in mm. the team, A, they think you're doing your job as a leader. Yep. <laughs> because otherwise they might not see it. Mm. They might just assume you're just being lackluster and that's why yeah. that team member is not performing. Yep. Um, but B, it gives them a license to also keep, keep them accountable. others yeah. accountable. And C, they know that they could be held accountable in that way as well. Yeah. So, yeah. I think that that really made a lot of sense. Yeah, I think it absolutely does. And, and you know, it's easy to be, um, you know, to, to, to not want to embarrass someone in front of a group and, and to keep them accountable, but to be keeping them accountable in private, you know, to mm. take them aside at a later point and say, hey, I've noticed this is the problem. Let's work on this. Yeah. Um, but if, if you're sitting in a team meeting and, you know, someone in your team is continually underperforming and yeah. you don't, no one mentions it. Yeah. Then people will think that that is a behavior that can happen within the business. Correct. Yeah. And let's be honest, as the business owner mm. or as a leader of the team, you're going to be busy. Mm. You're not going to be there all the time. Nah. So, if you have a team that is doing the accountability part for you, mm. imagine how much better your business is going to perform or your yeah. team is going to perform. Yes, yeah, so that's definitely something that um, that I think, yeah, we've taken on. I think you've been doing a bit of. Yeah, I've been, been trying good. To, yeah, I've been yeah. trying to, politely. Yeah, and, and, and there is a line which, uh, you know, you haven't crossed, but I think there definitely. is a line that... Yeah. Um, that you don't want to go in as I was joking about before and, you know, <laughs> tell anyone to go F themselves. But, yeah, that's right. But yeah, it's, it's different. Yep. So that's, that's all the first discipline. It's creating a cohesive team yeah. that, that is not afraid to keep accountable, to achieve hmm. results, to trust one another. Uh, and, uh, and, and that's really important. Yeah. So for some people that in itself mm. is going to be a big project. Yep. So, if that's yeah. you, then that, there's heaps to work with there. Yeah, absolutely. Get going if, on it. If you're sitting there and, you know, you've got several business owners and you just know you're not working in the same direction as a team, then that is the place to start. Yeah. Yeah. Because obviously and the rest follows. There's exercises in the book as yeah. well that you can do. They're kind of like trust exercises and things. Yeah. Um, you might want to alter them a little bit because I think it's kind of Americanized. Yeah. Like that part of it. I don't, yeah. Is he American? I don't know. I don't know. But the, yeah, the one example is you sit in a room and you invite everyone to tell you what you do wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and then, but then you go around the room and you tell everyone what they do wrong. I honestly, yeah. honestly, I was picturing the office yeah. when that happened and Michael Scott <laughs> yeah. and then everyone giving him negative yeah. feedback and it just going horribly. Uh, that's, that's what I pictured in that one. And I, then I told Jade about that. I was like, Jade, I'm going to do this at Cats. Yeah. And then she was totally against it. And she even brought out the whole, like, that I'm a privileged white male thing. And that's why I'm good. I would be good to cop criticism. So, anyway, figure yeah. out what works for you. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> discipline two. Now, this is this second discipline is where I got the most from the book, I think. I think so. Yeah. Like, I, the first one... The first one's been good for more like day-to-day -day things. Yes. The second one, I think, is going to be more good for like sitting down and planning. Yeah. And, and I, th I think it was good for both our planning, which we're going to be implementing some of these things. But then yeah. also, if you're an accountant that provides advisory to people, uh, it's it's given me some additional tools 
in the belt to um, to help get some information out of our clients. Definitely. Right? Yeah, to facilitate. Facilitate. Yeah. yeah. Just give me some facilitation tools. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> Which is your nickname. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. So, but essentially this, this was all about creating clarity in the business and, and direction and figuring out what that looks like. And we've gone over the business plan, right? We've, we've done whole courses, um, whole episodes on, on that and yeah. courses. That's a, a slip. Um, <laughs> yeah, we have done courses. <clears throat> yeah. Yet to be released. Yes. Uh, but essentially he's narrowed it down to six questions. And you come up with the answers to those questions and you document them. And mm. that essentially becomes your business plan. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So let's- Or the playbook. <coughs> or he, oh, okay. as he calls it, the playbook. And so <coughs> like, again, yeah, he's definitely American. Mm. Because if you have a playbook, that's NBA, NFL style. Yeah. <coughs> that's definitely NFL style. Yeah. So let's go through what these six questions are. Number one, <coughs> and I like this one. Why do we exist? Yeah. So Purpose. Purpose. This is all about purpose. Um, yep. And we've spoken about purpose before on the podcast and, and there's that whole book starting with your why, yeah. <clears throat> which we might do one day. Yeah, that'd be good actually. Yeah. And anyway, there's, there's, we've spoken about purpose a lot. Yeah. Um, but what I really liked was the way he went about trying to get this out of you. Yeah. I think there was just some really nice ways to help you think about your purpose mm. in here. And that's the difference. <clears throat> like- it's a really hard question. Mm. It shouldn't be. No. Because it's at the heart of everything you do, apparently. Yeah. But if someone sits there and is like, hey, Dan, what's your purpose? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Mm. I'm spending my whole life trying to figure that out. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, that's, I feel like that would be a fair response. Yeah. But so, so yeah. So, there's a, this is a question you need to ask yourself. How do we contribute to a better world? And that's for an yep. organization. Yeah. But- yeah, that was from the book. Yep. And I feel like that is going to help with facilitation mm. to help clients find their purpose. Yep. So, yes, yeah, so yeah. the first question was how do we um, contribute to a better world? Yeah. And then the next part was then why? Ask why. <laughs> and refine it. <clears throat> and then refine it. And then ask why again. Yeah. And then you end up with something <clears throat> very specific to you, right? Yeah. <laughs> Here you go, man. <laughs> yeah. Have you just got a, like a severe, <laughs> se- severe onset of COVID or something? Um, no, no, no. It, it all was good on my test. It was positive. <laughs> I had a positive result. Positive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's I had a great. Frog in my throat. It was Kermit. <laughs> right. uh, so first you ask how, and then you ask why. How do we contribute to a better yeah. world? But then they'll say, well, you know, let's just take the, the driveway, driveway installer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we make people's driveways beautiful. Yep. Why do we do that? So that they feel proud of their home. Mm. Well, why do you want them to feel proud about their home? Mm. So that they're happy yeah. and fulfilled. Yeah. Why do you want them to feel happy and fulfilled? Yeah, and it. so you just keep pushing it. <laughs> yeah. Until you get to a lofty, ambitious, mm. idealistic purpose. Yeah. And he he's, <clears throat> it's funny. I thought his thing was like, uh, you want it lofty enough, but not too lofty. Yeah. Not and too grandeur. Yeah. And then, yeah, I thought it was quite, um, quite yeah. good. You got to find that right balance. Because sometimes you do read, you know, purpose or why statements and you're like, eh, that's just kind of. 
Yeah. And and a lot of people, when I start a business plan, talking about your why and your purpose, they they almost have like a, why am I look doing at this? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah but yeah. it's really important as we've spoken about in prior episodes, but uh, this is just a great tool to help get that out of you. But coming back to the reason behind the purpose as mm. well, like obviously you have a sense of purpose mm. because it's your business. It's your team. If you're the leader of the team. Yep. But what about your team members? If they're not clear on the purpose of the organization, then there's going to be so many days where if they're lacking purpose, they're just going to feel like either just another cog in the machine or... It's nice to hear myself repeating that back. Good broadcast today. <laughs> but anyway... Your team really does need to know the purpose. Yeah. It's it's going to make them um, work that much harder towards what you want to achieve. And it's going to fulfill them in their journey in your business. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We've had a comment here. Uh, Jack uh, has said, Jack. Looks, looks cold down there, boys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's cold in this room. Well, we can't have the aircon on, Jack, whilst we're recording. Yeah. So. It's not that cold. It's probably, what, 2018, 19, something like that at, at the moment. Uh, it says it's 21, but that's a lie. It's a filthy lie, my watch. Feels like 15 degrees. Yeah, yeah, in this room, this brick room, close to winter, it's quite cold. Don't we have a thermometer over there? I don't know we did. I don't know. Who knows? Um, all right. So moving on then. Uh, the second question then is, so you figured out the why you do something, what your purpose is. Second question is, well, how do you behave? I really like this one too. Yeah. yeah. And this is all about your values. Values, which- Yeah. You know, again, people could sit there and roll mm. their eyes at it. Very wishy-washy. Mm. How is this going to help? Yeah. Actually, it's so important. Absolutely. And and the way he goes through it in the book is is how you then use those values as a tool to determine how you do something, what you're doing in your business, uh, to determine who you hire and yeah. who you don't hire yeah. and all these things. But what I also really liked is the way that he categorized the different types of values. The way he structured yeah. values really actually changed the way I see values. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah. And I... And because, you know, you look at any business plan and most of the business plans I, I do with people, they come up with similar values and you try and get more from them. But, but often it's something like integrity or uh, it's uh, innovation <laughs> or yeah. friendliness. And I think I've started calling those pay to play values. That's what he's Is that what he calls them? them? Yeah. yeah I, I wasn't sure if I was yeah. putting some sort of weird spin on that. No. But um, if you like golf, you could call those values par for the course. Okay, mm. so that is just like the entry fee yep. that must be required of anyone in your team, but just anyone in the industry. Yeah. So as an example, um, integrity and um, and honesty. Yeah. Let's take those yep. because a lot of people would say those are really important values. Yeah. And we're not disagreeing with you there, but are they your core values? Yeah, exactly. Are, are they things that are going to differentiate you? from 90% of the other organizations in your industry. Yeah. And, and the things I also liked that he said about that was like, um, yeah, so these are the, the pay to play. These are the bare minimum that people need to have and everyone should have. Yeah. But if you also make them your core, you need to go above and beyond what everyone else would be doing with those values. So, yes. for instance, if uh, honesty yeah, was yeah, your yeah. core value, yeah. 
then all of a sudden you're disclosing everything to everyone. Like Joyce yeah. from Tax Nuggets. Yeah. So there's a good example. So honesty might be a core value of Joyce's. Yeah. Um, and and yeah, she posts her business results yeah. on social media. Yeah. And you can see <laughs> how many subscribers she's got, what her revenue looks like. It's very honest. Openness might be a value or something. Be. Yeah. But but if, if you're putting honesty or integrity or something like that as your core value, then yeah, it needs to be above and beyond what just everyone's standard would be mm. at that level. So a couple more things. There was also aspirational values and accidental values. Yeah. I liked that These as were well. good too. So aspirational was like, we want more of this mm. type of behavior or yeah. personality. Mm. And then accidental is we need to be mindful to not be a certain way yeah. too much. Like for example, like Dan and I, mm. if we just brought... Only male guests on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> because that's just accidentally yeah. what we end up doing, which... And so suddenly we have an accidental value of men's stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's something to be mindful and something mm. that we don't want to do. No. And um, I think that's important in business because we all fall into traps. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah. But back to the core values. The other thing I really liked about the book, Dan, mm. was you don't just use that generic one word description. So mm. you're going to be careful with the wording of mm. your values. Yeah. Um, the example he gave in the book was the, uh, the floor sweeper. Yeah. I really liked that. So that's, the, that's mm. one of an organization's core values. Mm. And that's referring to the attitude or the way they behave in that organization that from the CEO down to the most least seniority job, mm. um, anyone can sweep the floors. Yeah. No one is afraid to get their hands dirty. No job is too big or small for one person. That's it. Yep. That's and, and immediately that's what that meant. And people knew yeah. in the business that it, it had meaning to them. So that's the important part. Another way to term that would be hard work. Yeah. But then everyone sees hard work a little bit differently. Yeah. So if you call it something like the floor sweeper mm. or floor sweeper, then you all understand that the same way. Yeah. I loved that. It made me set. <clears throat> I sat there thinking like, what would our value, like we need to redefine ours, to in, a, ours. in a better Again, way. Totally. And we're very clear on our purpose too, taking a step back yeah. to, to support, teach and grow. But yeah. now I also, I'm like, is that lofty enough? Yeah. Could we develop that? Is that going to change the world? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So, so our, our, new, our new purpose is to change the world. <laughs> <laughs> By support, teach, grow. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so that's that's how we behave and you use those values and, and they've got to be meaningful to you. You got to know what they mean for everyone in your business. And uh, yeah, it's a good way to structure them. Love it. Next question. What do we do? Yeah. So this is a pretty quick, easy one. Yeah. This literally just means- Simple statement. What do you do in your business? For instance, we provide compliance uh, and taxation services and advisory services to small to medium businesses. Perfect. That is what we do. Perfect. There's no confusion about what Cats Accountants does. That's yeah. it. Yep. <laughs> cool move on I didn't take that much from that one but no. but also good because it, it I guess it's reframing you back towards more practical yeah aspects uh, and I think this could be a bigger question for a bigger business yeah. so if you're quite a large corporation and you're trying yes. to figure out what you do well, you might do 50 different things yeah because you've got this giant range of businesses 100% um, so you need to redefine that then then that's more important in that situation for small businesses it's usually pretty clear what, what it is you actually do Sure. Yeah. All right. So now we've got uh, why you do something. You've got how you behave <laughs> while you do it. And you've got what you actually do. The next question is how will you succeed? Mm. 
Yeah. This so is this, the three strategic anchors. I loved this. Mm. The strategic anchors. Mm. So, what, what that means essentially is like when, when you're discussing like how you succeed, you're trying to figure out what are the important things in your business that um, you actually want to do, right? Yeah. So, um, how do you define that? What What is it that you, you know, there could be a million things, you, you know, you thought of KPIs, you might have a particular thing in your mind that that's, yeah. that's something that you want to achieve, that's success. Yeah. Um, but what he's done is he says, what, narrow that down to three strategic anchors, three directions, three mm. things that you're trying to do. Yeah. Um, which which I'm, a, I'm a fan of because mm. his whole thing about planning is uh, a plan now is better than a plan in a week. Yeah. Or... Um, a plan is better than, than no plan. Yeah. So, it doesn't need to be perfect. Mm. Perfect is the enemy of good. Yep. So, come up with directions. Yep. And and then stick in that direction. Yep. And if you need to change that, fine. So, be it. Yeah. But, absolutely. Um, you're, you're thinking through it. And yeah. You're, you're being logical and rational about it. Yep. So, I'm a big fan of the strategic anchors. And yeah. I want to bring more of that in to our planning, actually. Yep. I do as well. Mm. Uh, the next one sort of follows on from that and it's what is the most important thing right now? Define mm. your number one yeah. goal right now. Yeah, and this is great. This, this is a good one because yeah. as a small business owner or medium business owner or, or working as part of a larger group, yep. uh, you get pulled in yep. many different directions and you've got all these different projects that are on the run and what ends up happening is you or other people in your business end up working on different things mm. or you're not focusing all of your resources to achieve a thing. Yeah. Uh, so, his yeah, question here is what's the most important thing right now? Yeah. Focus on that for a period. And when you get that done, pick the next one. Yeah. yeah. So, this all came from that, the silos, which is like an American term. Yeah. Um, where a project just never gets finished. It's mm. in a silo. Yeah. Um, and he tried to find an organization that didn't have silos. Mm. And the only one he could figure out was emergency responders. <laughs> yeah. They can't have silos. Yeah. Cause they're all trying to put the building out. Yeah. The they're fire, trying to like, put, the yeah. system, uh, put the fire out or yeah. like save the life yeah. or arrest the criminal, whatever it may be. Mm. <laughs> they have to do it because they're responding to an emergency. And mm. so that's what creating one focus does for your business. In yep. a sense, it's, it's, it's giving everyone mm. a burning building yep. that they can focus on. Yeah, so you might have, um, and he calls this your thematic goal, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> That's your top priority goal. Yeah, I like the way he drew this yeah. out. Yeah. Um, but you might have a stack of goals. Yep. Right? Oh, and no doubt you will. And you will. In, but in but business, this is your yeah. thematic goal for this period. If you achieve that sooner than you think, then you pick a new thematic goal, yeah. but it's still all within the realm of your strategic direction. Definitely. Yeah. Which is those anchors. Which is the anchors. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I, I thought that was that was really good. It's brilliant. It's brilliant because uh, yeah, like I've seen it, I've done it myself. Yeah, I've written lists of ten things I want to do, mm. and um, and then unfortunately, sometimes none of those ten things get done. Yeah, <laughs> and so, so he he breaks that further in defining objectives and standard operating objectives. Yeah, so nice. defining objectives are. Uh, very important things right now in that goal yep. and standard operating objectives would be objectives you always have. Like sales, yep. productivity. Um, exactly. Marketing statistics, yep. cost measurement statistics. Your thematic goal. Yeah, so all these things are things, objectives that you always do, but right now your thematic goal might be lead generation. Yep. Because that is an area of the business that you realize you're struggling in. Yeah. So you're going to focus all your energy on it. Yep. Last question in this section. 
who must do what? And this is purely just about putting down yeah. goals of each, actions of each person and, yeah. and who's doing what and defining roles in the business. So he showed a playbook. Mm. You, you wouldn't have benefited from this because you listened to it, but mm. he showed a playbook in the book. Mm. And um, it was quite cool because he has a table of all the um, people in the team. Mm. Um, and then uh, it has actually their personality type. So you can do <laughs> yeah. a little bit of personality type testing. Yeah. Um, you could say what they need to improve on mm. and then you could say what their role is. Mm. So, that's all in the playbook. Um, I like that. And it's assigning responsibilities. Yeah. So, very cool. Yeah. A fan it, of that. Uh, one thing I took from it is that he said, you know, you might find if you ask people to define their role that some of the people end up saying that they do the same thing. Yes. And if they're leadership positions, then you realize you've got overlap and yeah. you, you can redefine some nice. things. So, that was nice. good. Cool. But anyway, that is discipline too. Yeah, so that's about getting clarity. Getting clarity. Now, the next two disciplines I found less engaging, um, but equally as important, but it's more just about you doing it, right? Yeah, this is about enacting the plan from here on. Yeah, and so this is communicating your clarity and basically just says, have the playbook or these answers to the six questions down, visible, and you take it everywhere and you communicate it and you tell everyone and you tell everyone by word and you cascade it down. Yeah. And, you know, leadership at the top tells the people under them who tell the people under them who tells everyone else and you have conversations and you mention it again. In fact, he says over-communicate. 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 Tell everyone. And so, everyone is aware yeah. of the playbook. Once you get that clarity, that yeah. over-communicate it. Exactly. You know, sound like a broken record. Yeah. And the last one was reinforce clarity. Now, this one was interesting. It was, it was more about if you're finding something in your business um, doesn't fit that playbook. If there's someone in your business who uh, doesn't fit those values or doesn't fit in, in your why and your purpose and has a different thing, then you need to reinforce it by removing them. Or just hire based on those things to reinforce in the group of yeah. those values or, or the stuff in your playbook or your strategic direction. Yeah. So, that was really interesting. So, um, basically, um, your behavior mm-hmm. must match the clarity. Yeah. Reward the behaviors in your playbook yep. rather than just purely like performance. So, yeah. um, you don't necessarily just reward someone for their sales performance if they're meeting none of the values. Yeah. If they're not acting in the way yeah. that you've chosen your core values to be. Exactly. Or if they're not... Um, purporting to support the purpose. Yep. Which is reinforcing the wrong things. Yeah. So, you you need to reinforce the clarity by rewarding it. I like it. Yeah. Simple. Yeah. But also really hard to do. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, The last thing in the book, which was interesting to me, was the the meetings. He did a whole section about meetings. Apparently, he's written a whole book on meetings. Uh, Uh, So, it's just a little plug. Yeah, I think so. But he said, four great meetings, daily check-ins, weekly tacticals, monthly ad hoc meetings, and quarterly off-site reviews. Mm. Funnily enough, we do a daily- Yeah. We do a daily daily check-in meeting, which he advises. We do a weekly all-team meeting. Uh, We don't do a monthly meeting. No. And instead of a quarterly, we do a six-monthly off-site meeting. Yep. That's probably more of a consequence of the size of our business than- Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. Than True. not. True. But uh, yeah, I think we're doing all right on that side of things. Yeah, but I didn't take as much from that. So, my main nuggets, if I was to narrow some nuggets down, I'd say were the six questions. 
Absolutely. Followed by the uh, defining your leadership at the start. Yeah, yeah, the cohesive team mm. and the clarity part. Yeah, I think. Yeah, they were awesome. Yeah, and definitely worth anyone having a read of and having a crack at doing it for themselves, or with a friend, or getting someone to facilitate it for you. Yeah, as well. Exactly. So, so we, we've already started incorporating some of this into our planning. Yep. sessions uh, you had one this week where, where you started started with that awesome. and yeah. I'm excited to mess with the template and, and um, add some of these categories in to help draw this information out yeah. from people yeah. and to work cool. on it ourselves I'm excited yeah, for that I'm, I'm really keen to do it for us too yeah. mm. cool alright well that's book nuggets for the week for the quarter, really. We do we do book nuggets once every yeah. few months yeah. a couple months if you've got a suggestion for our next book nugget yeah Give us a give us a shout out. What what book would you like us to read? Like uh, Matthew McConaughey's book. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Wisdom on life or whatever, whatever it is. <laughs> I wanted to. I was at the airport. I was about to buy that. Yeah. And it's such a nice looking book, actually. Yeah. And um, Jay's like, oh, I heard that guy's really dumb. <laughs> <laughs> It's all about his lessons in life yeah. that he's learned. I was like, I can't buy that now. Yeah. You ruined that for me. Now Jay's ruined it. Yeah. <laughs> but then I was like, I did get me thinking. I was like, his lessons in life are going to be a bit different to mine. Yes. Like his life. Is very different to our life. It's not an ordinary life. No. He, he grew up in King Cumber. Yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah. So maybe he did learn some life lessons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a school of hard knocks out there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Tim, do you have another thing this week? I have one. I can start. Why aren't you far away? Yeah. So, um, been watching Lego Masters. Ah, uh, yes. I've mentioned it before. You have. But my other thing this week <laughs> is um, the Brick Man, right? The Brick Man. The Brick Man. Brick Man. Okay. The Brickman. The Brickman. In the show. Um, okay, okay. And what I like about Brickman is <laughs> he gets real, like, he's clearly got a passion for it. Okay. And he gets so caught up in it and he cries whenever he has to vote someone out. Wow. He, like, he genuinely tears up and gets upset and emotional. And I just think that's great. <laughs> I think he's got, you know, a passion. He cares. He seems like a genuine nice fella. Nice. Shout out to Brickman. <laughs> I'm all shout, for you, Brickman. Shout out to Brickman. That's awesome. I'm all for the Brickman. Good. Mm. Anyway, okay. that's my other thing this week. All right, Dan. Mm. Um, other thing for me. Uh, actually, I'm I'm drawing blanks here, but I watched- a You sure about that? I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you miss the start of the show, that's yeah. not going to make much sense. <laughs> Um, uh, I've watched a stand-up special mm. with uh, Ricky Gervais. Uh, yeah, I want to watch the... I've, I haven't watched it's it yet. It's called Supernatural. Supernatural, yeah. And it's pretty good. It's mostly just him talking about political correctness. Okay. And mm. his... Um, Sounds right. His opposite of that. Mm. It was good. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I've it seen... It made me laugh. I've seen his, some of his earlier specials, but yeah. I haven't watched that one. It is actually interesting, though, because mm. he, he's talking about many politically incorrect things. Mm. And you kind of... At first, you're kind of sitting there like, ah, should he really be talking about this? Mm. <laughs> um, and then... But then he does kind of like explain it pretty well. He's like, political incorrectness is offending someone. Mm. You've offended someone. Mm. Um, but that's a personal thing. Mm. And so political correctness is really about who the majority group is mm. at any point in time. Mm. So what's politically correct now is not what's going to be politically correct in 10 years mm. because the majority will have changed their mind. Yeah. 
Yeah, that is interesting. Um, he often things that he said in the past as well is like you're not. I'm not. If he's making a joke about a particular group or, or type of person, I'm, I'm not laughing at them. What I'm really laughing at is people's reaction to that thing. Yeah, that's what that's what's funny <laughs> to me. Yeah, he even he took it as far as to yeah. compare himself to someone. Oh god, who wanted to be transformed into a pram because mm-hmm. that's that's what they were into mm-hmm. and. Um, and then calling someone a bigot for mm. not understanding why they wanted to be a pram. Mm. Uh, so yeah, it's it's interesting. Yeah, I mean that's that's a it's a, a fallacy of, uh, uh, of logic. Ex- there, it's, it's an extreme taking example. It to the extreme it's an extreme to try example. And make a point, but yes. but uh, but yeah, I mean, it, you know, it could be it could be the world might be moving on from the Ricky Gervaises of the world potentially. They are. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. He was looking pretty old too. I gotta say. Yeah, I mean he is. He's getting on. He's getting on. He's got a very smooth face, though. Yeah, right. Very smooth face. He's like, <laughs> he had work done. Maybe. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for listening, everybody. Uh, if you want to get in touch, twodrunkpodcast at gmail.com, uh, at two drunk accountants on all the social medias. And uh, we'll be back next week with another episode of the podcast. Calculator. Bye.